Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and let's get rolling with today's episode. It seems like the past three weeks, I've been kicking off every episode with this, so let's do it again. My weekly conference realignment and Big 12 expansion update. Really, there's not a whole lot to to be uh, updated with today other than the fact that the ACC has announced that they do not want to expand. I'm not sure if I believe that or not from the ACC, but uh, I'll throw that out there as the Big 12 still would like to expand, but they're not going to go all in with a Pac-12, Big 12 merger. And that was the latest coming from ESPN's Pete Thamel this past, uh, in the last couple of days. So there was a report that the two sides, the Big 12 and the Pac-12, had discussed extensively the possibility of a merger in the last couple of weeks. And uh, the Big 12 and the Pac-12 decided that they were no longer exploring that partnership. So I know that, in my original assessment, when the conference realignment talks started going in, when UCLA and USC left to go to the Big Ten, I thought that ultimately maybe a Big 12 and Pac-12 partnership could be a long-term solution and maybe a good one at that if you get 22 teams in a big power super conference, you could have all of the original Pac-10 schools that are left along with BYU who is going to be a Big 12 school in 2023, uh, have all those schools be one part of the conference in the new whatever the merger would be. I wanted to call it the Power 22 conference, but you could call it whatever you want. And then the other half would be the uh, former or the regular Big 12 teams that have been in the conference for a while. But right now doesn't seem like that is going to become a thing at this point, unfortunately. So it looks like Brett Yormark, the new Big 12 um, conference commissioner, is still open for business. He says that he will uh, leave no stone unturned to help grow the conference. So I think that they still want to add more teams to the Big 12. He just doesn't want to... I don't know if – the thing is with the Big 12, they want to make sure that their conf, their schools that they have right now are taken care of. That's that's number one for them. They want to make sure that those schools have what they need and get what they need in the future. So if they're going to be losing money by adding 11 more schools, that's not something that they want to do, which is ultimately what they decided in the end. They wanted to make sure that all the schools are going to be getting their fair share of the pie – and in the money and and what it comes down to always is money. And I still think that the big 12 is going to try to expand at least some. Uh, I still think that 18 would be a good number. 16 might be more realistic. Um, but the Arizona, Arizona state and Colorado and Utah additions just would make too much sense. So I still think that that's something the Big 12 will have their eye on in the next several weeks as they're leading up to football season. 
And ultimately, for you Kansas fans that are listening to this podcast, it, it's it's going to affect KU eventually, whether it be adding more teams to the conference that they're going to get to play, or if they do stay the same, somebody might be coming for KU. Big Ten might come for KU eventually. So it, it is something to keep an eye on, which is why I'm giving you these updates every week to kick off the podcast, just to let you guys know what's going on with conference realignment with the Big 12. So last week at Big 12 Media Days, there was a lot going on. Covered that a little bit last week. We talked about Lance Leipold, how he's really excited about the future of KU. Had some good quotes. We dug into that. You can go to heartlandcollegesports.com, see my latest uh, article that I have written up there about that. Uh, There's a couple articles right now about KU football up right now, but what I want to do for the rest of this podcast today is dive in to a little bit of the history of the KU Jayhawks football program. Not not super long history, but maybe the last 15 years from when they were at the mountaintop of KU football to the valley and the lowest that KU football has ever been. It's been quite the ride the last 15 years. So I just want to kind of dive into that how they can go from where they were in 2007 to the lowest point they were at to climb back up. Ultimately, that is the goal for Lance Leipold. They want to get back to the mountaintop to be a Big 12 contender. To the, In 2007, KU did not win the Big 12. However, they did go to a New Year's Six Bowl game, went to the Orange Bowl, won the Orange Bowl. They defeated number three Virginia Tech in that 2007 season. Very impressive season by the Kansas Jayhawks. All you Jayhawk fans remember that season. What a glorious year it was for Kansas football. But that's the goal. Lance Leipold, who knows how long it could take him. Who knows if he's going to get there. But getting back to being a team that can win 10 games gets you into the playoff discussion. That That's the ultimate goal. Seems like it's far-fetched right now, but that's what they're working towards. So let's look back the last 15 years and what happened to Kansas, what went wrong. Maybe we won't dive into, you know, all the nitty-gritty details uh, of of the the last 15 years, but just kind of see what happened and how they can turn things around. So it was 2007, 15 years ago, 2007, KU was dominating. They went through the season largely uncontested. They had a close game against K-State, top 25 game, uh, beat K-State 30-24. They absolutely destroyed Nebraska that year, 76-39. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember that game. Todd Reesing, 354 yards passing that game. Uh, Ultimately, the last week of the season, they did lose to Missouri. In that epic battle, it was 36-28, the only loss of the season for Kansas that year. If they would have beat Missouri, I hate to say it, just because it's always a what if, but if they would have beat Missouri in that game, I think Kansas would have won the national championship that year. And that's that's tough for Kansas fans. That's a tough pill to swallow, knowing that your team could have won the national championship in 2007 before falling off a cliff. That would... Just that that is just an unprecedented thing to think about. Fifteen years later, how the Jayhawks could have won the national championship in football 
before going on to win the national championship in basketball in 2008. It's just crazy to think about, but it could have happened that way. But should have, could have, would have, it didn't happen, unfortunately. And then things started to slide for KU football. They ended up winning uh, eight games the next year in 2008. Still very respectable. They won their bowl game against Minnesota that year. Um, so it was a, another solid season there for the Kansas Jayhawks. And then things started getting a little bit tricky. In 2009, things got off to a good start. They won their first five games of the season in 2009 before just making a big slide. It was it was conference play. They beat Iowa State in a close 41-36 game. Started out 5-0, and then lost to Colorado, lost to Oklahoma, lost to Texas Tech, lost to Kansas State, lost to Nebraska, lost to Texas, lost to Mizzou. And that was just the beginning of the end for the Kansas Jayhawks football program as we knew it. As there was a slight time in Kansas football history there in the 2000s where they just reached the mountaintop almost literally with a national championship, very close. And they just couldn't quite get there. Then there were some issues with coach, making them do bear crawls. They fire the coach. They try to bring in Turner Gill. Things go downhill. And they just couldn't get things right with their coaching. David Beatty, no. Les Miles, no. I'm getting ahead of myself here. But anyway, 2010, three-win season. Not good. Opened the season with a 6-3 loss to North Dakota State. Then a nice win over Georgia Tech. Number 15, Georgia Tech at the time. KU gets a 28-25 win there. A loss to Southern Miss. Not good. A win against New Mexico State. I mean, fine. It's a it's a preseason, not preseason, but pre-conference season game. A non-con game. Got to get those wins if you're KU, but then... Ouch. Lost to Baylor. Lost to Kansas State. Lost to Texas A&M. Lost to Iowa State. Nice win against Colorado. I remember that game. They had a huge comeback in that game. I don't know why I remember this, but I was listening to the game on the radio. I can't remember where I was working at the time, but I was driving around, listening to the radio, listening to the fourth quarter of that KU game. A great comeback win for Kansas. But then... The following week, lost to Nebraska. I was actually at that game at Nebraska when KU lost 20-3. to It actually wasn't a horrible game for the Jayhawks. They just could not get their offense going. Pretty good defensive performance holding Nebraska to 20 points, but then another loss to Oklahoma State and a blowout loss to Mizzou. Not good at all. So three-win season uh, for the Jayhawks there in 2010. Go on to 2011. Start the season off all right. You're thinking, okay, get a couple of wins, get the season off on the right foot. Uh, Beat McNeese State, 42-24. Second game of the season, a little bit closer to Northern Illinois, 45-42 victory, and then it was just losses the rest of the season. Lost to Georgia Tech, lost to Texas Tech, lost to Oklahoma State. The list goes on. I don't need to list off every name. They did not win a conference game again for the next Six years, I think it is. I'll I'll go through the list here. But 2012, again, one win in 2012. This is when we're really starting to get close to the bottom of the barrel. 
2012, they got their one win in week one against South Dakota State, then a loss to Rice, lost to TCU, lost to Northern Illinois. These are games that Kansas should be winning if uh, you want the program to get back on track, but they lost every conference game in 2012. 2013, you got a win against South Dakota State to kick off the season. Again, they're getting those wins in week one. That's important. You got to get the first win to get to the second win. But anyway, they beat South Dakota, lose to Rice again. They can't be losing to Rice. They beat Louisiana Tech. Not Not a bad win. Not a bad win at all. Louisiana Tech has some good football teams. But anyway, after Louisiana Tech, lost to Texas Tech, lost to TCU, lost to Oklahoma, lost to Baylor, lost to Texas, lost to Oklahoma State. Oh, here we go. Victory. Win over West Virginia, 31-19, November 16th, 2013. Huge win for the Jayhawks that year, but that was it. Then they go to Iowa State and lose 34-0. Kansas State. Big loss there, 31-10. Then we go on to 2014. Two wins. They beat Southeast Missouri. That's not even an NCAA team. Beat Central Michigan that year. Lost to Duke, 41-3, who I think they're playing Duke again this year. But, yeah, they lost uh, lost to Texas, lost to West Virginia, lost to Oklahoma State, lost to Texas Tech, lost to Baylor. Beat Iowa State. All right, there you go. There's a win, then lost to TCU, lost to Oklahoma, and lost to Kansas State to close the season there in 2014. And then this is when things get really bad for the Jayhawks football program. I I know it was probably, you thought, you know, only getting one, two, three wins a year, that's bad. Well, here you go, 2015. Zero wins for the Kansas Jayhawks in 2015. They couldn't beat South Dakota State that year. They couldn't beat Memphis. They couldn't beat Rutgers. And they went over in the conference. Absolutely pathetic in 2015. Go on to 2016, you're like, you know, you can't get any worse than that. They actually came out, beat Rhode Island 55-66 to start off the season, and then it was just loss after loss after loss after loss until they get to Texas. They beat Texas in overtime. On November 19th, 2016, They beat Texas, and then that was the last conference win for them until last year when they went back to Texas and beat them again. But the 2016 Jayhawks, one conference win, two wins overall. 2017, they beat Southeast Missouri. That was their only win of the year. Really poor timing for KU. 2018, here we go again. They get a couple wins that year. 2018, they beat Central Michigan 31-7. They beat Rutgers 55-14. They did lose to Nichols State in overtime. Terrible loss. Uh, They beat TCU that year, 27-26. They got a conference. Oh, so they did get a conference win that year. I'm mistaken there. They did get a conference win against TCU in 2018. Good on them. But they were getting blown out by everybody else that year. 2019, they beat... uh, It looks like Indiana State, 24-17 to kick off the season, lost uh, their second game. They beat Boston College in their third game. They beat Texas Tech a little bit later in the season. So three three wins in 2019 for the Jayhawks. That was uh, Les Miles. You thought maybe, okay, Les Miles might bring the boys back into contention. (sighs) No, no, they, they were not brought back to contention in 2020. Once again, just like 2015, zero wins 
in 2020. I know it was a weird season with COVID. They had to postpone their game against Texas, tried to make it up, had to end up canceling the game. But they lost every game that season in 2020, and that's when they said, you know what, this Les Miles experience is over. We're getting Lance Leipold in here. So they got Lance Leipold. Things are looking up. They beat South Dakota 17-14. Then they're losing. Losing to Coastal Carolina. Losing to Baylor. Losing to Duke. Losing to Iowa State. Losing to Texas Tech. Losing to Oklahoma. Oklahoma State. K-State. Oh, they did get that overtime win against Texas. Big win at Texas last year. I talked about in my article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. That win against Texas is getting them recruits from Texas. So that's a huge win for Lance Leipold and the Kansas Jayhawks. And then a close loss to TCU and a close loss to West Virginia to end the season. Here's the thing for the Jayhawks now. We just went through their last 15 years of their football program. They have not had more than three wins in a season since 2009. There's not a high bar to cross for KU football. Leipold, even he probably won't say it out loud, but even if they get to four wins this year, that's an improvement. If they get to five wins, that's great for KU football. Anything less than four wins has to be a disappointment for Lance Leipold this year. At Big 12 Media Days, he said he's not in the moral victory business. Anymore. That's that's a quote from Lance Leipold at Big 12 Media Days. So he does not want to come to the end of the season. Like last year, they beat Texas. Huge win. Next week, they lose by three points at TC. That's a moral victory. They talked about moral victories after that. It was a close game. They had some good performances. Jalen Daniels showing out at quarterback, but they lost the game. West Virginia, same thing. Lose by six points at against West Virginia to close the season. There were some moral victories there. They're not doing that this year. They're not in the moral victory business. Lance Leipold not having that anymore. He wants to get down to business. He wants to win with the Kansas Jayhawks. It's going to be it's going to be a tough task. Can can Kansas get dig out of the hole that they've had the past 15 years, essentially. They had one really good season 15 years ago. Since then, they won five games, or they won eight games. They won five games. They won three games. They've gone all the way down to zero wins two times. They've had two seasons where they had zero wins. At this point, if you're Lance Leipold, you're starting to build the culture. You're starting to turn the program around. You're starting to get your recruits in. They're your recruits now. You're going to get the program to where you want it to go, whether it be through traditional recruiting, whether it be through the transfer portal, which is they were they were at a top 25 transfer portal program this year. They were ranked 21st of all the NCAA teams in transfer portal, adding players this year. So this could be the season where it's a stepping stone for Kansas to get back to where they want to go, which is they want to be a team – the University of Kansas football program, all they want to do there is be able to compete for a bowl game every year. They want to get to six wins. Six wins is what you want to be if you're the Kansas football team. And that's not a super high bar for a lot of programs. But if you can get into the conversation to where at the beginning of the year, preseason, 
ESPN, Fox Sports, everybody is talking about Kansas as a team that could be the middle of the pack for the Big 12. That's really all you're asking for if you're KU football. KU basketball, everybody knows, is the bread and butter of the Kansas Athletics Department. But if you can get the Kansas uh, Kansas football team to be in the middle of the Big 12, that's what I think Lance Leipold needs to go for. If he can get them back to four or five wins this year, which that will be tough. In the next couple of weeks, I'm going to go through the 2022 Kansas Jayhawks schedule and uh, give my win-loss predictions. I'm going to do that here in the next couple of weeks on the Jayhawker Talker podcast. But if you can get to four wins this year, then next year get up to five, six wins, get back to a bowl game. That's what Lance Leipold needs to be doing for the Kansas Jayhawks football program. And after that, you know what? He he led Buffalo to a 10-win season. He led them to three straight bowl games uh, after they had never won a bowl game in their program's history. So there is plenty of cautious optimism surrounding the Kansas football program right now. They don't have the expectations. They could surprise some people this year. And it will be exciting to see how things play out. I think that uh, the Kansas Jayhawks football program isn't going to be a powerhouse anytime soon, but I think that they can get back to being a respectable program under Lance Leipold. So I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Jayhawker Talker podcast. You can get at me on Twitter. Let me know what's going on if you want to continue this conversation at Jayhawker Talker on Twitter or at Mark the Overseer. We can keep this conversation going. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And go check out the article, like I said, that I just posted over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. You can read all of our articles there at heartlandcollegesports.com on Kansas, on the Big 12, everything that's going on with conference realignment. We have you up to date there. So until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.